foil for Madison to a degree during the founding of the country was Alexander Hamilton, who today many Republicans and conservatives hold in high regard for, among other things, creating the modern financial architecture that we see today. How did Hamilton help enable cronyism? Right. Well, first, to, to start, just to be clear, I hold Hamilton in very high regard. I mean, if you look at his output, and, you know, he was the first secretary of the Treasury, and if you look at his output during the early stages of the government, it was Hamilton above any, everybody else who gave the new government purpose, helped stabilize the public finances of the government, which had been a mess almost, you know, since the day, you know, the country declared its independence, um, you know, the public finances of the country had been an absolute disaster, and Hamilton did more than anybody else to sort of right the ship. And in general, sketched out a political economy that was more or less followed until the Great Depression. So Hamilton is a very impressive figure. What Hamilton's agenda was, at least in part, was to secure the public finances of the nation by linking it to the private interests of the commercial financial class, or in other words, the creditors, uh, the potential creditors of the United States. If there, a, a Hamilton wagered that if their self-interest was aligned with the interests of the country at large, then that would ensure that the United States could borrow a reasonable rate of interest and that its public finances would generally be secure. So that's what he set about to do. He set about to create a system where that happened, and that included a couple key items. The first one was the public assumption of the state debts, which is something that Madison himself had, had endorsed about a decade prior, but there had been a lot of speculation in the public debt, and uh, Hamilton favored redeeming it at face value, which was a huge uh, windfall for the speculators. Uh, and Hamilton also envisioned a public-private bank a national bank. Again, um, something that's really very sensible from an economic standpoint. So a major windfall for the people who had the knowledge and the capital to, you know, invest in it. Uh, and this is what Madison, Madison objected to these things, even though Madison himself had been in favor of a national bank of sorts during the war uh, and had been in favor of the assumption of state debt. Madison was opposed to this and was opposed based on the principle that it is dangerous for the government to create a vested interest of the kind that Hamilton was looking to create. And, and, and he was right. I mean, we can say Hamilton was right and was very forward-looking in suggesting the utility of linking the private interests of the creditors to the United States government, but it's actually a two-way street. It linked the United States government to the private interests of the creditors as well. Um, and there is a problem with public policy. Hamilton was not on the take himself. He was a, a nationalist in the true sense of the word. He was an American. He was a patriot. Um, he never took a dishonest dime from, from politics. But he was looking to help the nation at large through the creditor. Uh, and Madison saw a great danger in that kind of approach to public policy, that when you use some faction or interest mediator for the public interest, that faction basically gives, is given a stake in government itself, and that state is very difficult to get rid of. And that can lend itself to corruption, and that can lend itself to cronyism. 